Hallelujah. Here we are. You know, we often say at the beginning of the meeting, let's go before the Lord. Why don't you imagine this morning that you've come into the presence of the Lord. You've come to meet him. And I wonder what you're thinking. I mean, how's he going to react? Will it be a law? Will it be judgmental? Will it be frowning at me, saying you again? But how do you feel? Come before him, you feel? Well, I'm a bit apprehensive. Have I been good enough this week? What have I done? Well, let me assure you, you know, that God delights in your coming. The Bible says, when you come into his presence, he sings. <laughs> He's glad to see you. He loves fellowship. He says of Moses, a man I speak face to face. And of David, he says, a man after my own heart. And even the Bible tells us that the very angels rejoice at one side of the fence. So God loves your fellowship. He wants to draw you in, not put you away. Yeah. So I want to turn to wee verse in Exodus uh, 6. Verse 22. Now, let's move us. I think it was verse chapter 6 somewhere. God says, I appeared to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob by my name, Almighty God. But by my name, Jehovah, I was not known to them. God reveals his name to us, he reveals his character. When he reveals his name, he's really saying, look, this is what I'm like. And it's an invitation for you to enjoy him as he is. He says, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and the Israelites knew me as God Almighty. The voice that thundered on the mountain and in the valley and the, and the smoke and the fire. They said, oh, don't let us. You go and speak to Moses. You go and speak to him. We're afraid. But by my name, Jehovah, the Lord, was I not known to them? And God wants to reveal himself. His wonderful name is, his, you know, he's got 18 Jehovah's. And in front of all is that name he says to Moses, Moses, who are you? He says, I am. So he says, I am Jehovah Nisa. I am your provider. I am Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my banner. I am Shalom, your peace. I am Elohim, the God most high. I am Jehovah Roth, your shepherd. I am Shammah, the Lord who is there, present. <laughs> I am Makidash, the Lord who sanctifies you, separates you, draws you in. I am Jehovah Rafi, the Lord who heals. He's a number of great names, but 32 in all describing his positive action towards you. 
Hij zegt, stijnde naar mezelf. En het deel van mij, hij continueert te veel nieuwe aspects van zijn karakter. Not only the God can himself names, but the characters who he's dealt with respond to him. Abraham says, you're my provider. <laughs> Gideon says, you're my deliverer. David says, you're my joy. They responded to their experience with God. And when God says, I am Jehovah, the Lord, is inviting you to enjoy that. I am the Lord that heals. It was your Exodus 15, by the way, you'll be looking for it. 22 and 23. I am the Lord that heals, he says. The song he declares, I am the Lord that heals you. He says, I'll put no disease. The diseases I put on Egypt, I'll not put in you. He says, the one that says, no plague shall come down thy dwelling. But I am the Lord that heals you. He covenants himself. He commits himself to his people. I am the Lord that heals you. I will put nothing. And Sam, he declares, I will heal all your diseases. And Exodus, he declares, no place shall come near your dwelling. And we see this characteristic of the kingdom demonstrated more fully in the ministry of Jesus. He went everywhere healing the sick. So, beloved, if you need healing this morning, reach out. Claim his promise. He has declared, I am. This is who I am. Come to me. He says, I am your provider, Jehovah. He provided food for Elijah. He provided oil and cake for the widow in the time of famine and drought. He provided oil that filled the vessels of the widow that needed to pay her debts. He provides for you. He knows all your needs. And he provides for them according to his riches in Christ Jesus. He says, I am Jehovah, Shalom, your peace. Are you bound up with worry this morning? You know, the Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but never by prayer. Peter says, take your cares and roll them unto me, says God. But I care for you. Jesus says, my peace I give you. No, the world gives you. A peace that passes understanding. A peace in a time of storm. I remember when they flood in the house. A bit like so, we come up on one of the place we're swimming. And the wee plumber who came to sort of things out, he says, Dan, my message says you're off a calm. And in times of trauma, goodness, where did this peace come from? Where does this peace come from? My peace I give you. Notice the Bible gives it. I am Jehovah Shaman, the God who is present. You know, the wonderful thing about God is you never get a, <laughs> sorry, he's busy. <laughs> he's in a meeting. <laughs> There's no signal. Ever present. I am the God who's there. Jesus says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. You'll never be alone. I'll stick closer to my brother. 
He says, "Never be chorus. No, never alone. No, never alone. He'll never forsake you. No, never alone. He's there when you call. He's there when you need him. He's there all the time." Now the intent is not only we know his name, but we enjoy the reality in our lives. Yeah. One mother used to keep saying to me, if you fail in the clyde, you come out with a bag of gold. <laughs> and I've been a Christian for 60 years. <laughs> and that bag of gold is the Lord. No matter what calamity comes, he's there. <laughs> he turns sorrow into gladness, mourning into joy. Trauma into gladness. He's the God of the turnaround. He's the God who hears your cry. Call on me, he said, in the day of trouble, and I'll answer you. He's the God who's always there. But the intent is not only we know his name, but we experience his character and his goodness. The reality in our lives. Have you experienced them? As saviour, as a healer, a deliverer, as peace, as joy unspeakable and full of glory. Romans 14 says the kingdom of God is joy, peace, and righteousness. He's all that he claims to be. That was just to lay the background of who God is before we get to the message, which is in the Luke chapter 4, verse 18. This brings the Old Testament and the New together. Luke 14, Luke 4, rather. Reading from verse 14. Remember, it says it's important to read the word, you know. We get in the habit when the preacher reads the word, we close the Bibles and forgot them. <laughs> and we sit back and say, well, what has he got to say about it? And the word just goes, what was that he read again? The life is in the word. Listen carefully to the word. Verse 14, Luke 4. Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And they went out a fame of him through all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth, where he'd been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And he stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. When he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable 
year of the Lord. And they closed the book. He went in to the minister and sat down. <coughs> Though the eyes of them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. Now let me put this in a wee bit perspective. I want to look first at the people. And then at Jesus. But in the town of Nazareth where Jesus grew up, he was known as a carpenter. The folks in the synagogue were Jews. They were God-believing. God-fearing. They attended the synagogue regularly every Sabbath. Like us, <laughs> they attend for various reasons. Out of belief and commitment. Some have a habit of tradition. They have become used to turning up. It's the routine we're familiar with. And we don't expect any surprises. <coughs> what a shame, isn't it? We tie God down to your formula and the liturgy. We no longer expect to be surprised. I had a, one of these in Glen Boyd Church, and on the front of it was a plate that says, Expect a miracle. We come to church with a lot of expectation. <laughs> we'll have a nice service, we'll reach out at the end, a cup of coffee, and it'd be nice to see the folk in the fellowship. This morning in Nazareth was a game changer. Jesus was the visiting preacher. And he got up and he read a verse from the Old Testament. <coughs> a book to them that had been six, seven hundred years old. A story they were well familiar with. Well woven into their culture and their belief. The Messiah is coming. Messiah's coming. He's anointed. <laughs> Set liberty to heal. To bless. Then Jesus delivers a, a game changer. <laughs> he says, I am he. <laughs> I am he. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. <laughs> this day, this day, is this scripture fulfilled? There was various responses, weren't there? Some believe, some are amazed. Some say, who do you think he is? Is this not Joseph's son? We need to be open to the word of God. God's promises are yes and amen. This 600 year old prophecy came in like Jesus says, I'm he. I've come. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. I'm anointed. Bring good news. I'm anointed to bring salvation. You know you can be saved this morning. 
Salvation doesn't mean too much to many people because too many people don't think that they've any problem. Sin's not a common thing these days. It's, well, I mean, you see, everybody does his own thing. Whoever turns you on, Jack, it's your problem. Sin has nothing to do with society. It's not comparing ourselves are we better than him or worse than him. It's not to do with society. It's to do with God. Sin is a relationship with him. Sin says, it's a transgression of my law. Sin separates you. Because of sin, you're headed for hell, you're lost. But Jesus says, I am anointed to bring you salvation. I'm anointed to reconcile you. And I will pay the price of your sin. And you can be saved. Just by touching him. All who come to me, I am no wise pastor, he says. I mean, saved is not a matter of tidying up your life. It's not a matter of turning over your leaf. It's not a matter of trying to be a bit harder. It's a matter of being born again of the Spirit of God that transforms you, that takes the old and finishes it, makes you a new creature in Christ Jesus, that scraps the old life, gives you a clean feet. John 12 says, as many as received him, then he gives the power to become a child of God. What a blessing. Right? He says, I'm anointed to bring salvation. I'm anointed to heal the brokenhearted. Do you feel brokenhearted this morning? Do you feel downhearted? Do you feel you're messed up in your life? You feel isolated, alone. Nobody understands me. Nobody knows the real me. Jesus came this morning to lift you up, to let you know you're loved. God so loved the world that He gave His Son for you, that you may not perish. You may have everlasting life, but you may come into the kingdom of God. You may be backslidden out of touch. Jesus invites you. Come on to me. Come back to me. And I will give you rest. For my yoke is right. Jesus didn't come to condemn you. <laughs> he came to redeem you. And it says, I am anointed to preach deliverance to the captive. You feel bound this morning or something? In the grip of something you can't get free of? You feel trapped? Tried, tried, tried again. Jesus breaks the chains and sets you free, delivers you from every bondage. And Jesus says, I'm anointed to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. 
That simply means God has opened the door. Now is the time. Now is the day of salvation. Harden not your heart. <coughs> believe in God. Believe in me. The Lord has opened his heart to you this morning. That brings us back to your text. This day, this day, the scripture is fulfilled in your presence. The Messiah has come. This day, all the promises are fulfilled for you. The God of the Old Testament, the Lord God Jehovah, is in Christ Jesus. The fullness of God dwells in Christ. Jesus has God come down, Emmanuel with us. He's the word in the flesh. He's the truth. He's the life. And it comes to you. Today you can be saved. Today you can be healed. Today you can become a child of God. I'm going to invite you to bow your heads this morning and pray. If you have a need, if you wish to reach out to the Lord this morning, hurting, feeling bruised, sick, downhearted, backslidden, lost, he invites you into the goodness of a salvation. No, I didn't invite you. If you like prayer this morning, just slip up your hand. And we'll make sure we pray with you for me. I am Jehovah, the ever present Lord. I am your peace. I am your provider, I am your healer, I am the one who's always there. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you're so expansive <laughs> and generous in your giving, so desirous to draw us into yourself and all that you have for us. We thank this morning for the grace and truth that came by Jesus. We thank for the blood that atones for us. We thank for the love that reconciled us. And we thank the Heavenly Father for your commitment. In Jesus' name, amen.